All right, welcome back to the Mavs Outsider Podcast. This is your host, Dustin. I wanted to do a post-game pod for the Mavs uh, victory against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, also, I would want to talk about maybe a few of the rumors out there. Uh, but uh, we'll get started with the, the game last night. I'm recording this on a Thursday, so it's the day after the game. Uh, the Mavericks did win by uh, a score of 87-78. Um, it wasn't really that close. Can I, you know, the Mavericks really took over in the second half. I, I do believe in the towards the end, the you know Oklahoma kind of made a bit of a run, but. Uh, overall, this was not a good basketball game for the Mavs. Um, you know, 87 points and a win is kind of crazy. Uh, you know, Luka obviously didn't play. Kristaps um, and Tim Hardaway Jr. led the team in scoring. They both had 19. Uh, Richardson had 16 and Brunson had 11. Uh, Burke had 9 and Maxie had 8. But, you know, it's one of the things that really stood out in this game and made it really, really difficult to watch was the poor shooting. Just awful. And by both teams, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith was 0 for 4 on threes. Maxie was 1 for 5. Richardson 1 for 8. Brunson 0 for 4, Hardaway 2 for 7, Burke 1 for 4, James Johnson 0 for 2. The only guy that shot good from 3 was Christoph Sporzingis, funny enough. He was 3 for 6. Um, he had 13 rebounds. Overall, it was a pretty good game for him. Uh, you know, 19 points against a team that, you know, doesn't really... You know, I, I do know they have Al Horford. But, you know, Al Horford doesn't play a lot of minutes at this point in his, you know, career. You know, he had 29 minutes. I guess, you know, that's a lot. That, uh, you know, Porzingis played 33. But, you know, I just felt like last year when Luka got hurt and Powell got hurt and you saw those games where basically Porzingis was the go-to guy I feel like you saw a different player. Well, I know you saw a different player, obviously. It's pretty clear. You saw a different player that time. You know, he would, you would see games where he was getting 25 to 30 points. And my guess is, is he still hasn't fully recovered from this, this meniscus injury. You know, his, he doesn't have the foot speed at all. Um, I'm hoping this week off helps I don't know if one week helps but it can't hurt um, you know when he played last year obviously he had had a year off a year and a half off so he had all that time to gain that string back in his legs and you know get in shape and um, I think he was I think he was cleared to play right after he got traded to Dallas, but I think his plan was to sit out the rest of the year and get ready for the next year. But he just, so far this year, he just, he he's 
He's not giving you what you think you want to see. And my guess is it still has to do with the injury. Now, I'm not I'm not saying let's trade him because of that. I, I'm not one of those. But I, I do, I don't want to say it's like concerning or whatever, but at some point you're going to need Porzingis to go on a stretch where he's averaging 25 to 30 points a game. And if that's in April, you know, so be it. Um, especially when April and May and June come around because that's when, you know, the playoffs are going to happen and you're, you know, that final month of the season for Dallas has a very, very easy schedule, which they really need to take advantage of to, you know, improve their position, get out of that playoff that is there for the, the bottom four the 7, 8, 9, 10 teams, they really need to use that last month of the season to just get in that the number five or six spot. And I, that's when you need, I guess, Porzingis to start putting together these games where he's getting 25 to 30 points a game. Now, from what I understand, I didn't hear it, but from what I understand, he made comments about Luka not being in the game, the ball moves more. And, I, you know, some people felt that he was – making an insult. Some people felt he was just talking in generalities. And obviously it is true. The ball will move more when Luke is not in the game, but it's not necessarily like you can't just say, oh, that's better because they only scored 87 points. And last I checked when Luke is playing, they're scoring 120. So I don't want, you know, if he really thinks they're better without, you know, I, I doubt that's what he thinks. You know, I'm just saying he he may have he may have made a comment that was maybe taken out of context, because you know when Luke is not in the game, there isn't a go-to score because Luca is their only go-to score. Now Brunson has done pretty well to fill that void when Luke is not in the game. He's probably their second best player at this point given the struggles of Porzingis, but, um, you know, when Luke is not in the game, the ball moves more because you don't have a go-to guy, and so people are just waiting for the open shot. You're just passing around trying to get an open shot, whereas Luca creates those open shots. Luca having the ball creates those open shots. So, um, anyhow, the, the three-point shooting was just awful just atrocious and it was very frustrating to watch them continue to shoot the three-pointer as bad as they were shooting it you know at some point you know Richardson's got to see that he ain't making him and you know Richardson shot five free throws which means he should have been taking it to the basketball more because he was obviously getting fouled you know Tim Hardaway took it to the basket some and got some dunks. He had six free throw attempts. And I just, you know, when the, I just feel like the, I don't know if the coaching staff is telling them or not. I just don't know if anything's being said when, when you're not making your three-point shots, take the ball to the rim. You know, especially when you're playing a team like Oklahoma City who doesn't have a shot blocker. Who's going to block your shot? You know, Horford's their starting center and he's not a shot blocker. Now, when he was younger, yeah, could he defend guys in the paint and block their shots? Yeah. But uh, Al Horford's never been a guy like Maxi who's going to block your shot. And I think Muscala is like their backup center. It's like, come on, what are y'all doing? 
you're just doing Oklahoma a favor by chunking all these three-pointers. Now, had they played a better team, this was probably a loss because of the... I mean, they shot 20% from three. The only thing that allowed them to win this game was the fact that Oklahoma City shot 23%. I mean, they were just as bad. And so, overall, the, the shooting in this game was just atrocious. I mean, watching this game, I mean, like, Oklahoma City scored 78 points. That's awful. You know, Dallas will have 78 points in the third quarter sometimes. I think they've had games this year where they've had close to 78 points in the half. And to only finish the game with 87 just goes to show you that, yes, this team can probably make the five or six seed, but they're nowhere near as good as the top four teams. When healthy. Now, I'll put when healthy because, you know, the Lakers right now are struggling to win some games because they're not completely healthy. And I'm not going to, you know... It's not going to be a topic for this pod, but I'm just saying, you know, if everyone's healthy, you know, because if, if something happens, if Chris Paul starts missing games, obviously I don't think Phoenix is as good as they are now. So, you know, I just, I feel like Dallas um, is still kind of just a, they're an above average team, obviously, and when Luka's playing, they always have a chance to win. But, uh, you know, a, a game like this, uh, you know, kind of highlighting how sometimes they can just start, they can just lay an egg when it comes to shooting, and they don't know how to, they don't know how to correct that in a basketball game, whether it's the coaching staff not making adjustments, the players not, um, the players not knowing they can take it to the rim, not comfortable taking it to the rim, I, whatever it may be, you know, it it was just, it just goes to show the mediocrity of this club, this basketball team when you know Luke is not on the floor. So, um, as far as the next game, um, we are heading into the All Star break. Uh, the All-Star game is Sunday. Uh, the next game is against San Antonio, and I, I plan on doing a pod prior to that, so I don't need to go too much into that. But uh, the next two games are San Antonio and Oklahoma City again, and hopefully you know, Dallas can get a win against uh, San Antonio because they are the division leaders right now. But... Uh, Real quick, I wanted to go over a little bit of the news kind of around the NBA because I, I think it can pertain to the Mavs. One of the things that came out was that a couple teams were interested in J.J. Redick, and Dallas was one of them. Now, you know, I, I do get on – sometimes I do read websites, and I, I do look at – sometimes I look at what these guys write, and I don't know why I do because some of these, some of these guys, these writers, they're just – Oh, I don't even know what they're doing. Um, one guy, he had wrote that a good trade for J.J. Redick would be Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxie. And he literally wrote in his article that Maxie isn't a defensive presence. And it's like, do you even watch the Mavericks? You know, it's he's 
probably their best defensive player. And it's like, why would we give up the fourth best three-point shooter in the, in the league? A guy shooting 47% or something like that for a player like J.J. Redick who can't play defense and is having a down year when it comes to shooting. You know, at this point, if I'm going to trade for J.J. Redick, I'm trading a second-round pick or I'm trading Trey Burke. I'm not trading anything else. You know, yes, I'd like to have J.J. Redick, but J.J. Redick doesn't make this team into a title team. You're going to have to put together a bit more of a uh, – you have to trade a lot of more guys to get, you know, to where you're going to compete for a title. And I just don't know if that trade's out there. Um. Some other news, I saw that Minnesota was interested in John Collins. Um, I feel like if Minnesota trades for John Collins, they'll re-sign him. Uh, That would be an interesting front line of Collins and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, They they, could probably score a lot of points, but they sure are going to give up a lot of points too. You know, Towns' defense isn't um, where it needs to be. Funny enough... Minnesota probably should have drafted Wiseman and played Towns at power forward and had Wiseman play the five and kind of protect the rim, but I, I don't know. Anyhow, I feel like if if Minnesota trades for John Collins, then that they'll probably re-sign him. They'll probably give him a big deal. Um, and, you know, I, I just... Sometimes I, I don't know... You know, I can never get a... Uh, you know, I'm always looking for these things of, you know, the Mavs may be interested in here, man. And for whatever reason, I feel like they're tight-lipped. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes I feel like when you hear that they're interested in this guy, interested in this guy, or interested in that guy, or interested in this guy, it's it's put out there because maybe the, the guy's agents putting out there trying to raise the value of their players, uh, you know, trade value, or um, if they're a free agent, they can say, oh, the Mavs are interested in this guy, and so maybe another team will offer him more money. But it seems like this year I, I, I've heard them say, you know, Dallas may be interested in um, – Obviously, J.J. Redick and, you know, somebody may have put something like they were interested in Collins or... But you don't really hear a lot of stories. Obviously, the one about Porzingis, you know, them quietly shopping Porzingis was out. And it kind of makes me wonder if this is going to be one of those years where, since they are so quiet, that they do make a big deal. Now, I I don't know what that... I don't know if that's true or not. That's just me kind of speculating or, heck, even wishful thinking in some ways. But, you know, a story came out about Charlotte and Boston being interested in Vooch, Vujicic or whatever, however you pronounce his name. And, you know, I honestly, the the Mavs could put together a blockbuster trade and it it would really, you know, I I don't know if it, I think it would make them a better team. You know, some people don't like, uh, Vucevic because they don't think he's a great defender and he's probably not a great defender but 
at the at this point the defense you're getting from Porzingis isn't exactly um you know, all defensive team defense. You know, you, you're getting your defense on your bigs from Maxi. You know, and whatever Vooch can get you is is just extra. One thing he can do is he can rebound. He's a really good rebound. You know, he could come to Dallas and probably average 12 rebounds a game at least. But you know, I, I don't think Dallas will make that move. I don't think Dallas is going to trade Porzingis. Um, I do think if Dallas were to trade Porzingis, I think they would trade him to the East. I don't. I don't think they would trade him to Golden State, to be honest with you, because that that would really. I mean, that's a guy they'd have to go against in the playoffs, um, it, because Golden State's going to be in the playoffs for the next several years. They're, they're still, you know, Clay and Curry are getting a bit older, but they're still young enough to where they're going to be in the playoffs for the next five years. So. That that you know, send him, give him Porzingis to a Western Conference team. You would just have to see him in the playoffs all the time, and I just don't think that's what they want to do, um, because there always is that chance of Porzingis going into a playoff series completely healthy, and he plays like an All Star player, like he has in the past. You know, it's just that there's two. There's a better chance that he's gonna be injured in that playoff so you know and that's one of the reasons why they were looking to move him now if they were to trade him to a team like Orlando or Washington then he'd be in the east and you're not ever going to see him cuz i just don't think Orlando or Washington will ever be in the finals now Washington with Porzingis and Bill and Westbrook isn't a bad team i don't think they're making it to the finals but i do think that's a playoff team um, I don't know what they would have to give up to get Porzingis. I don't know what Dallas would ask for. You know, they'd probably have to be one of uh, Rui or Denny, one of those two guys, and then just some contracts to match. But uh, another rumor was Blake Griffin's probably going to be bought out by the Pistons. Um, I don't know how much interest there is around the league in Blake Griffin. Um, when I when I look around the teams in the Western Conference, I just you know I don't you know when you go from team to team, and I say Western Conference because I you know I think those are the better teams. Um, when I look at the the standings though, you know a team like Utah probably doesn't need Blake Griffin. They're probably do they'd probably not want to change their do that. I don't know. I just couldn't see Utah signing a Phoenix. I could see Phoenix signing a Blake Griffin and starting him at power forward and improving the depth of that team. You know, one of the things like I think Phoenix is a really good team and I think they rely on their starting five more than any other team in the top seven. Now Dallas. Obviously, is one of those teams I feel like that relies on their top five. Now, Brunson and Hardaway off the bench here lately has been something to watch and has been giving them a lot of boost off the bench. And you know, some some people wanting Brunson to start over Richardson, but I, you know, I like Brunson coming off the bench because you need that bench scoring. And you know, Jason Terry, I think it was, used to say, you know, it's not who starts, it's who finishes. And 
you know, if Brunson's playing the way he is, he's been finishing. I think his fourth quarter scoring is um, really high at this point. So he's out there when they need, um, you know, he's out there during crunch time. So I like Brunson coming off the bench. Now, I, I don't know. You never know how. Obviously, everybody wants to start. You know, I, I don't know how that will go in the future. But as far as this year goes, you know, I, I think Phoenix could use a guy like Blake Griffin to improve their depth. Um, I don't know if they would sign him, though. Uh, the Clippers wouldn't sign him. He wouldn't sign with the Clippers. He's been there, done that. The Lakers don't need him. They have Davis and Morris. The Blazers are a team that could use him. Um, I don't know. You know, obviously Carmelo is the backup for I – I don't really – they've got a lot of injuries right now. So I don't know if Portland would sign him. Um, San Antonio, I don't think they're interested. They've got Aldridge anyways. and Denver, I just – I don't know. Denver let a lot of their guys go to save money to begin with. And then there's Dallas. Dallas is sitting at the eighth spot, surprisingly enough, because of uh, percentage points over Golden State. They do have one fewer loss, and they have one fewer win. They've played fewer games, obviously, because Dallas had a few postponed because of the weather. But um, I think bringing in Blake Griffin to improve your depth would help the team. Now, it has to be at the right price. You know, if you're signing him for the rest of the year at a minimum contract, I think it's a great addition to your team because if he can play the rest of the year and he can contribute, then he does make your team better, I think. Um, if he, you sign him to a minimum deal to finish the year off and he gets hurt, then you're, you're back where you were to begin with and you're really not out any money, you know, it's, yeah, you'll have to cut a guy, and that, you know, who that'll be, I don't know, probably a Wandu, you know, the way he's been playing, or not playing for that matter. But, you know, I I think Blake Griffin could su- succeed on this team because, you know, if Blake Griffin is out there with Luka and Porzingis, you know, he's not the focal point of the defense. You know, the defense is going to be focusing on Luka and Porzingis. And I think Blake Griffin could get a lot of open shots for that. You know, I think he he brought got the three-point shooting into his game. He um, Two years ago, he was on the All-NBA team. You know, it's just that last year he got hurt. And this year he just, he seems like he has no lift. So, you know, he hasn't really done much. He's on a really bad team that um, is looking to lose as many games as possible. You know, right now, he is sitting at 12 points a game and five rebounds. Uh, I don't know how many. Let me look and see. I'm going to do a bad thing and look up stats while I'm doing this. He's, he's getting 31 minutes a game, which is a lot. Um, he's only taking 11 shots a game, though. That's that's the fewest in his career. Um, he's shooting 31% from three. Um, last year, you know, he only played 18 games, and he, he had... 
24% from three, and he just, it wasn't a good year last year. And But the year prior to that, um, the 18-19 season, he played 75 games, scored, you know, averaged 24 points a game, shot 36% from three. He was a great player. And, you know, I, I just think Blake Griffin could help this team. I don't think he makes them all of a sudden this, you know, finals team. But I do think that if you were to add Blake Griffin, he he just takes I think he'll he's a guy who can post up and he can get a shot when you need one. He 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 knows how to get a shot off, you know, like he he's not going to stay in a three-point line and just chunk, you know. He'll post the ball up, and you know he may have a few post moves left. Obviously, Grant on the Pistons is the focal point of that offense. Um, they have a lot of young guys on that team. Uh, like, you know, ex-Mav Dennis Smith Jr. is on that team. And... Uh, Man, just going through their line of X. Mab Delon Wright's also on that team. But I I just think I just think Blake Griffin would help. Now, ultimately, again, it, looking you know, going back to the Vooch conversation, if Orlando decides to kind of hit the reset button and they trade Vooch, now they could get they could get some nice young players from Charlotte. Charlotte was one of those teams that was, you know, rumored to be interested in him. They could get a lot of good young players from Charlotte. I don't know what Charlotte would give up, but you would think that they would have to give up like a Miles Bridges type guy or one of the Martin twins. I'm not sure which one is which. Which one's the better one, but one is better than other. You would think they'd have to give up one of those guys. Devontae Graham, maybe. I, I don't know. He hadn't played. Um, but to bring Vooch to this team, they do have some nice young players that they could... P.J. Washington's another one. You know, P.J. Washington is a really good player. And that's probably something that Orlando would um, Orlando would try and get. Now, if Orlando does trade Vooch, you would think at that point they're ready to clean house as far as Fournier and Gordon. And I know I keep bringing it up. It's just one of those things I keep bringing up. But I'm telling you, I think Fournier and Gordon added to this team with the right deal makes them as good as anybody else. I just think it is. I, I just think it does. I, I think, you know, if obviously you would have to put the contracts of Johnson and Hardaway. Um, I don't know if Powell would have to be included. I don't, I think Johnson and Hardaway would be good enough. You would have to give them a young player, whether it's Josh Green or Tyrell Terry. I would think they would want Josh Green more um, because they have Foltz. Um, Josh Green is a, is a good player. He's a really quality defender in Orlando. They still 
playing a lot of defense. They're, they've got a defensive coach, so I would think they would want Josh Green over Tyrell Terry. But, you know, Fultz is going to come back next year, and so is Isaac. So you would probably have to do something along the lines of James Johnson, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, and you'd probably have to put in some draft picks. Whether like You'd probably have to unprotect that 2023 pick for the Knicks and give them a 2025 first round. Maybe the option to swap and in the the years between but Orlando probably wouldn't want to swap because obviously Dallas will probably have the worst pick but you offer it just in case um maybe you'd have to give up the 2027 I I don't know (coughs) sorry about that but I, I just think I just think that would that would make them as good as any other team in the West. And I think you can win a seven-game series against any team in the league, adding Fournier and Gordon. That's just my opinion. Obviously, some people would probably disagree. Um, It would probably require, you know, for them to, you know, beat a team like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Jazz in a seven-game series. Porzingis would have to be playing at the top of his game, offensively and defensively. You're going to need Porzingis' defense. Um, so, like I said, if April and May Porzingis starts getting quicker, you know, getting his legs back into better shape, obviously he could be a different player and have the ability to move his feet and block some shots. So... Like I said, that's still a dream of mine. The Aaron Gordon dream will never go away until it finally happens. I think Gordon only has one year left on his deal after this year. So knowing Dallas, they'll not sign anybody this offseason and kind of stand pat for next year. And maybe Aaron Gordon is the guy they'll go sign after next year. You never know. Who knows? But I, I would like to see Dallas make a move. I would like to see them improve their team. There are a couple guys I don't want them to trade. You know, I don't think they should trade Luka, obviously. I don't think they should trade Bronson. I don't think they should trade Maxi. I don't think they should trade Porzingis. And I don't think they should trade Dorian Finney-Smith. I think a lot of the other guys are pretty much available you know, I you know Hardaway. I don't know if he's a long term player on this team. I don't know if Dallas resigns him. Um, you know he makes a lot of money. I don't know how much less he'll want to take. And I think you can get the same production from another player at a cheaper cost. You know Tim Hardaway can have those games where. He's eight for nine on his threes, and he'll single-handedly win you the game. But he has a lot of those games where he's, you know, one for nine, two for eight, you know, one for ten, oh for twelve, and it's just it's so hard to watch. And getting a guy with you could probably get a guy like like JJ Redick in the off season, 
to replace that. So, anyhow, I think I'm going to pretty much end the pod on that note. Um, we got a little bit longer than I anticipated. Now, um, over the weekend, I might do a pod, kind of a state of the Mav, state of the NBA type pod. I'll talk about more than just the Mavericks. I'll talk about some of the other teams. Um, most, some of the teams, you know, not all the teams. Some of them aren't going anywhere. Like I said, the Pistons, they're not going anywhere, so you don't need to talk about them very much. But uh, I'll probably do that for the All-Star break. And then I'll do another one prior to the San Antonio game. It might be a little bit short if I do one. Um, just talking, you know, maybe something does happen. You know, the trade deadline is coming up. Maybe another team has made a trade or somebody has been released or signed. And I can just go over that, make a quick pod. And uh, then Wednesday is the Mavs game against San Antonio. But... Uh, until then, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am at the Mavs Outsider. Um, if you could rate and review on the whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. Um, other than that, I guess I'm going to end it right there. And we'll see you next time. Later.